Lisa, I've made a grave error. What have you done, Robbie? I finished work at 12. I got home at 1. I got into bed for a nap. I woke up about two hours ago. I forgot to eat. So I need to go and get some food after this episode. Yes, you I know, I know, I'm terrible. I just... Sleep was more important. We're doing fine. I'm doing fine. We're doing fine with Robbie and Lisa. He's Robbie. And she is Lisa, and I'm about to choke. Not allowed, Robbie. Stop that. Sorry. Can't die on Choked me. on my own spit. How embarrassing. Embarrassing. Not Sorry, allowed. shit out body. No. You're just dispelling How all of you? the love from uh, Valentine's Day. That's it, yeah. Gross. It's stuck inside my lungs. <laughs> I had to inhale it. I'm, I'm okay. Like, I'm just I'm just in my busy era. I don't know. I'm just really, really busy. This whole month is a nightmare, and it's fine. Um, Yeah, we had, the boy and I had our Valentine's Day dinner last night on Friday because ugh, it was on a fucking Wednesday. Who, who, who assigned that? That was dumb. Um, We went to a very nice restaurant. It was called The Fat Lady, and I had probably the best french onion soup of my life so you know oh love french onions love that for you i spent my valentine's day at work that was fun as in i had to spend a whole day there i was supposed to be on a uh, nine till six no nine till five ended up doing a nine till nine. Oh my god i'm so sorry yeah no it's okay it was worth it was it i mean but yeah well how was the rest of your week the rest of my week was amazing. I went to see, and I've not stopped thinking about, Argyle at the cinema. Have you seen Argyle? I have not. Oh my god, it's incredible. So it's about this spy novel author called Ellie Conway. Uh-huh. And she is right in book five at the start of the film, and she gets, like, attacked by a bunch of spies and then saved by another spy. And it turns out that in all of her books, she's been, like... Um, predicting real life events and now they need her to like get, get like find a thing before the other people do because that's what she's been writing about in the book mm, and she's cool. like that's not how it works but there's like so many plot twists like like there was at least three times where I was like oh, no no way gasp <laughs> um and then at the end of the film, at the end of the film, so first of all, I already knew that they had published a book called Argyle, mm-hmm. and I thought it was a novelization of the film, but it's not. At the end of the movie, they show a clip of a movie about it from the, basically, her series of books that she writes in the film. Mm-hmm. The, the The book that they've published is book one of her series of books, and they're making a movie of that. Oh. that's fun and it's somehow connected to kingsman because in the clip the spy character argyle was in the kingsman pub from the film kingsman very cool mind blown literally ordered the book on waterstones as i left the cinema um and it's actually quite good um it's very good um i'm so excited for the film and i'm also excited to see how it ties into kingsman because it seems to be some sort of same universe situation i also need to watch kingsman yes you do but i just love that they've made some sort of like multi-level franchise in one movie yeah it's like the uh brighter version of the john wick series so it seems like 
Yeah, and it was so funny. Like, I laughed out loud about ten different times. Like, it's proper tongue-in-cheek. Like, it's almost slapstick at some points, but it's just very funny. Okay. It's not a serious spy film. It's more along the lines of, like, Austin Powers or something, but it was very, very funny. Can't wait. Okay, I'll definitely have to check that out. Yeah, so I need you and the boy to go and watch Argyle immediately. Okay, well, we're gonna do... We'll have to do that because we're definitely not gonna go see Madam Web. Why? It looks so good. All we've heard about it is how bad it is. Yeah, but this, so this film had a 32 on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, that's fine. The cri- the critics just hate films that aren't art- artsy, but it had a 71% from the audience. I would, I would hold out, I would hold out until you've heard from people you actually know. Okay, but the people I actually know are also quite critical, especially when it comes to superhero films because they have high expectations of them and I'm like, you shouldn't at this point. I just am very cynical about um, female-led films that come out to instant criticism. You know, that's I'm fair. just like, oh, the misogyny is showing. That is very fair. You know, this, the same thing happened with the Marvels and I was just like, oh, God forbid we have a female-led movie with the, you know, okay, but you don't multiple different races in it. three women and that's just too many. Yeah. <laughs> How were they supposed to work out which one they were supposed to fancy? Come exactly. on. Well, like that in like which one's the love always interest? One of them has to be on their period, and that's distracting. Well, exactly. Well, <sighs> shall I darken the mood with a politics corner? Please do. Please do. There is so much news happening this last week. It's um a lot. So Israel has been holding a steadfast airstrike campaign with plans of a ground invasion against Gaza's southernmost city of Rafah over the last week. It's it's just kind of mind-boggling because first they tell refugees to move south because they'll be safe there, and then they bomb the south. Yeah. Um, which is further just kind of forcing everybody into Egypt, um, who is requiring a fee for non-nationals to enter the country. So there is just a slew of oh. GoFundMes happening to help refugees enter a country they don't even want to be in. Because, you know, they'd rather be in their homes. Of course. Nobody wants this to happen. Yeah. Meanwhile, Cairo has reportedly said that they would suspend the 1979 peace treaty with Israel if Palestinians crossed the border from Rafah to flee an Israeli offensive. Netanyahu has had no comment on this. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's not looking great. Meanwhile, in Russia, um, Vladimir Putin... Most, uh, his most high-profile domestic opponent, Alexei Navalny, has mysteriously died on Friday at the penal colony where he was serving yeah. a 30-year sentence. Mysterious. Navalny was a former lawyer who became an anti-corruption crusader and the country's most prominent opposition leader. Timing of this is just kind of um sus, given that Putin is preparing for a election um, that would keep him in power until 2030. How is that legal? Oh, it's it's not. <laughs> That's kind of the point. What what are when things like this happen? I'm just like, what's the point of the International Bill of Human Rights? You know, what oh. are, what's the UN for? Like, They're what are all words. these things for? They're pretty words to make us feel yeah. more secure in a modern world. You know, the US is also I'm like thinking. afraid of the Russians' upcoming like space program because it would allow them to have space nukes. Um, so you know, cool and good. Um. Getting very close to mortal engines here. I know. Have they called any of them Medusa? Not yet, but you never know. Maybe you, maybe you are Argyle, <gasps> you... but for you know you, r- r- Russian European conflicts. 
Oh, Mortal Engines Mortal Engines was not my novel. Oh, that was sorry, I was thinking going nuclear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I as soon as you said that, I was like, oh no. I had a confusion. <laughs> um We don't talk about going nuclear. We always want to talk about going nuclear. <laughs> I always want to hear the novel more about has never going read. <laughs> Can we just next episode next time you get a whole just rundown of what going nuclear is? Maybe. Um Next time you're over, though, we can go to my dad's and go through all my old boxes in the attic. I'm sure there is a paper copy. Oh my god! Yeah, nuclear with <gasps> with an alternate ending. Oh my god! Okay, so excited. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it hasn't been, it's it's been like eight years since I've been to Scotland. I, you never know. <laughs> never know. We never know. Um, meanwhile, Germany, France, and the Netherlands have concerns over Russian propaganda online as they head into the upcoming EU elections. While we're still in your continent, let's just talk a little bit about how Britain has officially entered a recession. I was going to talk about that. Oh, sorry. But you can talk about it now. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so we've, um, we've officially had two financial quarters of um, decline in a row. We're now officially in a recession. Um, and it's just not fun. Everyone's been like, we told you this was going to happen. You done nothing. And the worst part is, they didn't do nothing. Everything they've said they've been doing, like the whole Tory government has been arguing that what they're going to do is increase, is grow the economy. For the last three years, we're going to grow the economy. Make Britain great again. And we're like, okay, it's been three years and now... The only result is that we're in a recession. Yeah. So, well, what's the plan? Yeah, I mean, good thing is it will tank any opinions of Rishi Sunak, right, Prime Minister? Well, we hope. Well, I mean... But you know what these Tory voters are like. Yes, but, yeah, they have dominated British politics for, like, the past 70 years. But recent polls have been saying that Labour is now the more trusted party with managing the economy so you know there's hope labor is just a red tory group they're just as bad as each other at this point is red uh demo- like, like left there red is labor here okay because red over here is republicans yeah red here is labor tory is blue smp is yellow lib dems is something and the green party is green the fact that you guys have more than two parties always confuses me but i know it's better and yeah. they have all different assigned colors. Like, I don't know. Yellow just doesn't seem like a great color. But, you know, I'm more a fan of like a yellow ochre. Well, I think they wanted blue, but the Tories had it. Yeah, well, they should just take it. Yeah, we should. Um, Fun fact, I was reading this thing about what happens during a recession and how would it affect me. Mm. And the final paragraph is... It is also likely a recession will not be felt equally across society with those on benefits in precarious work or without savings faring worse. Guess who just spent all their savings on driving lessons? Well, thank you very much. Well, good luck. You can always move over here. Um, We're not doing great either. Lisa, I don't have enough money to move over there. It's okay. I'll, I'll buy you a ticket and you're the white kind of immigrant, so it's fine. Yeah, but they wouldn't let me stay. It's Remember, I looked into this. It's so expensive. Not if you get married, probably. Okay, but I only want to get married for love. We've been over this, Robbie. We marry each other for the green card. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sometimes we have to make the practical choices. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I'm sorry that you're in a recession. 
as somebody who's been through a recession and will probably go through another one pretty soon here. Um, yeah. It's not great. That for us. Not great. We had one in 2008 as well. That was fun. I mean, I was like 12, but. Exactly. I mean, like, that's the one I went through too, but yeah. Yeah. Not fun. Not fun times. Speaking no. of not fun times, a new study shows that half of the Amazon rainforest could be pushed to the brink of demise by 2050 due to deforestation and climate change-driven extreme heat and drought. It's fine. We're building one in Britain. Exactly. It'll be good. Yeah. Don't worry, guys. We we got this covered. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, in the U.S., New York Supreme Court Justice Arthur... Uh, he has like a fucking fantasy ass name because it's Arthur with an O U, like a British spelling. Arthur Engeron. Oh. I know. That's a Dune name. A what? Like Dune? D-U-N-E? Oh, I haven't read the book, so. Oh my god. But yeah, uh, Supreme Court Justice uh, ordered disgraced former president, um, yeah, Donald Trump, to pay $364 million in penalties on Friday. After a months-long civil trial, uh, Trump and his organization associate uh, Trump and his organization associates were charged by Attorney General Letitia James of New York of fraudulently valuing his properties in order to secure more favorable loans and insurance and pay less taxes. Um, so Trump, alongside his sons Eric and Don Jr., are barred from doing business in New York State as an officer or director for three years. Oh. So, like, that's a little bit of good news. Unfortunately, being president doesn't count as doing business in New York State. Um, So he's still eligible to run for election, apparently. Robbie? Yes, I am here. Sorry, I'm being really rude, and I'm reading up about a thing I wanted to talk to you about so that I could talk about it properly because it's American and I didn't want you to laugh at me. Okay. Well, what is it? Did you hear about Paramore winning two Grammys? No, because I didn't watch the Grammys. So Paramore won Best Rock Album for This Is Why and Best Alternative Rock Music Video for This Is Why. And I'm so proud of my babies because they've only won one Grammy before. And this was obviously their final contractually obliged album. So it just felt like a high to go down on. However, there has been a bit of drama around it because... The Tennessean House of Representatives mm-hmm. um, um, wanted to give them state honours for the Grammy win. Uh-huh. Is that a thing? Does that sound, does that make sense? Yeah, that can happen. Yeah. Okay. So um, they were going to do that. However, Paramore have has have refused and refused to acknowledge or accept any after because last year this house um reject uh, blocked the same thing for Alison Russell's Grammy win and Alison Russell is a black woman yeah that makes sense given the house of representatives so, within Tennessee yeah so Haley put out a statement saying this week representative Justin Jones put forth resolutions to honor my band Paramore and another local to Nashville artist Alison Russell on our recent Grammy wins uh, as far as I can tell these resolutions have no legal weight to them they're like a big high five for when the whole restaurant joins in to sing you happy birthday she wrote house republicans only let the measure that acknowledged Paramore's win pass they blocked Alison's 
uh, hang on, I need to scroll down for the rest of the statement. Um, the blatant racism of our state leadership is embarrassing and cruel. Myself, as well as Paramore, will continue to encourage young people to show up to vote with a quality of mind. I'd like to say thank you to Brother Jones for your steadfast commitment to your community, and thank you to Alison Russell for using your voice and artistry to band people together, not tear them apart. Congrats on your incredible Grammy night. On behalf of Paramore, happy Black History Month. I love that. Yeah, and Alison Russell said... the um. Where did, what did she say? Where is that? Um, much love, gratitude and appreciation to you, Brother Jones, that you and a Twitter handle presented this resolution as a high honour that the Tennessee and GOP blocked it, I take as a compliment. Their bigotry, sadly, is on relentless display. We have a chance this year to make a real change in Tennessee. Absolutely. And like, as I said, Representative Justin Jones has been, you know, amongst he and another Justin, um, were ousted by the House last year, and it was a big issue because they spoke in favor of protesters who were um, arguing against the racism and, like, well, they were arguing, they, they, they were they were protesting um, for anti-gun legislation, and they stood with pro- protesters, and therefore the Republican House of Tennessee um, did try to oust them. They were reelected or reinstated into their positions, so there's a, there's a lot of history going on there, or recent history. Um, yeah. And another awesome show, but, awesome display of um, solidarity. So we love to see it. Yeah. I just thought you would enjoy hearing that yeah. bit of American news. I don't often provide news on this podcast, but when I do, it is related to Paramore. And that is Or fair. British economics. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> on the lighter side. I feel like that was a lighter Yay. side. But kind of, because there was still a lot of racism in there. Yeah, like it was a bad thing, but people were stick- standing up for- against it. So, you know. But on the lighter side, bad. this is a very international episode of news. Um, Love that. Greece has become the first Christian Orthodox yes. country. Yeah, I'll let you say it. <laughs> yeah, Greece has become the first Christian Orthodox country to um, legalize same-sex marriage. Woo! Love that. Love that. Love that. Yes, and same-sex married couples can also adopt children. So that's cool. That is cool. However, just to like ruin it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, um, gay marriage was legalized in Scotland in 2014. Mm-hmm. But the Church of Scotland still does not do it. Yeah, no, that is a constant battle within the US too. Yeah. They said that they were going to review it in 2020. But oh, sorry, we couldn't do it because of COVID. It's four years later, guys. Come on now. Exactly. No, it's bullshit. However, I will say this is kind of surprising of Greece because like, bro, it took so long and you guys historically are incredibly gay. We even read a book about it. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. But it was yeah, very gay. Very gay. Very gay history, y'all. Very gay. And with that, let's say hi to our friend Bill. Oh, hi, Bill. <laughs> Not that he's very gay. He has a wife. In a world where no one knows what movies are coming out during the week. Where your movie future is bleak and uncertain comes Future Flicks with Billiam. Hi there, I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy, and on my podcast, I go through all of the movies coming out during the week. I throw in some news and talk about the latest trailers. So check out Future Flicks each Wednesday on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Listen and subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube. I'll see you in the future. And thank you, Bill. Thank you, Bill. A pleasure as always. Robbie. Yes, Lisa. I have a question for you. 
Oh, ask me a question. Who asked for this? Who asked for what? OpenAI has announced their new Sora video capabilities. Um, and it's horrifying, personally. I find it just bad because my immediate brain thought was um, they're going to make porn with it. The public should not have this they've already, ability. They've already done that. Exactly. That's probably the first thing it was used for. Literally. We don't need this. Terrifying. People don't need this. We already have enough issues. They don't need this. We already have access to deep fakes, and you know what? I want to get. I want. I want you. I want you to guess. I want you to guess the percentage of deep fake videos that are not safe for work. A hundred percent. I mean, technically, it's ninety six because you know there's four percent of people using them for you know political outrage bait. Um. Oh uh, yeah. But of that ninety six percent of all deep fake videos that are not safe for work, how many do you think are just of women? Oh. A hundred. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, we we don't need this. We don't need this. And like I said in the last episode, that I'm a luddite. But like honestly, honestly, we don't need this. Who asked for? We're this? not luddites. We choose to reject this technology. Exactly. I would be thrilled if this technology came and they put limitations on it. Like have all the cute videos of pandas you want, all of the flower fields, you know, waving in a breeze. That you want. Hmm. Just leave people out of it. Because you know that information. We've we learned already from OpenAI that we've learned from ChatGPT. It is scraping people's work that they are doing themselves for others' convenience. And it's awful. Yeah. Who asked for I was talking to somebody who said that all of their uni, uh, all of their English essays were done on ChatGPT. Which and I'm just, just means like, you didn't deserve your degree. <laughs> You didn't use your fucking We brain. barely had Google. We barely had Google. It's wild. That's not fair. And like, I'm all for things being easier for the next generation, but it's just like easier so they can use their own goddamn brains. Yeah. Like, I'm all for lifting the load of finding reference works, but like still yeah, by read easier, those we reference went, works like, digitized. and find your own thoughts off of them. Yeah, like digitized textbooks that you can control f search you, you know we had to read the whole book exactly like i am no it's not like you're you're using chat gpt to make like fire safety articles i could understand that but like <laughs> you're using it for your degree work i'm sorry use it for your work after you get a degree Wrong. use it to summarize exactly. information to make it easier for you to understand and then you can use your brain to then better disperse it and explain it like we're supposed to be building upon the shoulders of giants <laughs> that's all i have Lisa. to say um yes fair oh no i just said your name i don't know why oh well robbie i do have another quick update um from last week's who asked for this oh okay um apparently a lot of people who tried out the apple vision pro did not ask for it mm-hmm. um Some early adopters have been returning their headsets over complaints about motion sickness and headaches. Oh, really? That's so funny. Like, I think it's very interesting because I'm like, have you guys not used like an Oculus? Have you guys not used like any 3D platform? Because like those headsets are not for long term use. Like I get dizzy depending on the software very easily. Mm -hmm. And you want to be walking around in 3D space with that on? (laughs) 
I didn't even think about that angle. Like they were definitely designed to sit at a desk and have like a like a sort of artificial workspace. But these people that are like doing it on the subway and like walking with them on, I'm just like, no, no. Oh, I could not imagine having Why? that strapped onto my head while I'm at work already. I already stare at a screen. <laughs> Don't bring it closer to my eyes. Yeah. I'm already so tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, Robbie, I must keep you accountable, my buddy. Do it. Did you drink water every day? I don't remember what the count... No. Mostly, though. That's good. I'd say, like, six out of seven. You know, I'll take it. So much better than your previous weeks. Yeah, this is true. And then did you have a good driving lesson? No. (laughs) Aww. But I had a driving lesson, right? And that's the main thing. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. No, it didn't go well at all. Your boy kept forgetting to signal coming off of roundabouts. Ooh. Yeah, that's an important one. Which, in my... In my defense, they're all spiral roundabouts. We're all in a lane that takes us to where we need to go. Why? We don't really need, like, as long as everyone's using it properly. And to be fair, I don't think I know how to use roundabouts properly. Mm, fair. But we just don't have many. Yeah. But I am proud of you for having your driver's lesson. A driving lesson, yeah. Good or bad, it happened. Exactly. I yeah. probably did about the same. I did one walk and then um, I did fif- my 15 push-ups just about every day. Proud of you. Yeah, I think I'm going to keep those up. I might, I might keep, I'll keep it up for one more week and then I might edge it up to 20 or like I might edge it up to like five real push ups. Because <laughs> I've been that doing That sounds like, like a lot push-ups. of edging, Lisa. <laughs> Naughty. <laughs> I had to. You set up so well. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, so I'll keep 15 push ups every day. And then I would like to keep up the two walks just because I need to be better at that. I'm going to try. We'll see. This month is so That's fair. I believe in you. Mm. And what would you like to have as your goal? I'm going to keep mine, if that's okay. Yeah, are you going to do another driving lesson? Yeah, I've got driving lessons booked for the next three weeks because something big happens at the end of that. Fabulous. Yeah. Sounds good. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. All right, Robbie. Do you have... I have a story for you. Yes. I beat it. <laughs> yeah. This one, I don't know how I feel about it. It's... I'll be I'll be honest to you. It's so clearly not the asshole that I don't know if this is like self-validation. Okay. So that's why we're here, okay? All okay. right. So the title is, Am I the asshole for shutting down my mother-in-law and her husband's comments on my son's name? Okay. Mm. So it goes on to say, I had a baby with my husband two weeks ago. Our son's first name is in honour of his late grandfather, my late father-in-law, and my husband's late dad. He died while my husband was still a young child and I never met him, but he means a great deal to my husband still. The name isn't my late father-in-law's first name, but a childhood nickname that is also a real name. Few would know this, only those close to father-in-law or who knew him a long time ago. Mother-in-law was aware of the name, obviously, but her husband would not have been aware of this without mother-in-law saying something to him about it. This did happen, and her husband was hurt that my husband chose to honour just his late dad and not him, the man who's been married to mother-in-law since he was seven. My husband is not fond of his mum's husband, and that's why, and that's what he is to my husband, just the man his mum is married to. He wanted to be a father to him and was too pushy while my husband was a child. He wanted my husband to take his name, he wanted to adopt my husband, and he calls my husband his son. He dragged my husband along to father-son activities for Father's Day every year once he married mother-in-law. 
Mother-in-law was always hopeful that my husband would be fine with that and would love her husband as his second dad. She always stayed more quiet though. There are a lot of tensions between the three. My husband does, still doesn't care for the man his mum married and resents his mum for wanting, to ha wanting him to have another dad and for not stepping in and stopping her husband from being so pushy. Mother-in-law has her own resentments towards my husband. I think on her part she feels as though my husband wanted her to stay single forever. Apparently as a teenager he confessed he wished she had not remarried. So she holds on to that. Then there's her husband. He is fully aware my husband does not care for him and does not regard him as a father figure. But he feels like he earned it and he chooses to ignore it all and acts like he's dad and granddad. Oof. This all bubbled over yest yeah. This all bubbled over yesterday when mother-in-law and her husband visited my son and me. They were quiet at first, but then commented on his two names not fitting well together. I ignored that comment, but then they said how sad it is that both grandfathers couldn't be honoured in the name, and how our son's first name would have gone so much better with mother-in-law's husband's name as a middle name. I told them I did not want to hear them suggest more names or commentary on my son's name. They tried to speak but I shut them down by saying they are not my son's parents and I am not interested in hearing their feelings on the name. Mm -hmm. I suggested they leave and speak to a neutral third party on it if they needed to get their feelings out but I was not a therapist and was not the person to vent to. They accused me of being rude and disrespectful. They complained to my husband who was not calm at all in how he spoke to them. I now wonder if I was overly harsh or strict with shutting them down. Am I the asshole? No. Like, no. this is obviously a lot of, like, years of overreach intention. And, like, the fact that the mom is holding on to words probably shouted in anger by a moody teenager. Like, the fact that the dad didn't, like, the stepdad didn't seem to realize that, like, he has to let the kid come to him on his own. Like, you, you can try, but... Losing yeah. your dad and having someone come in is always going to be an awkward situation. It's never going to, it's not likely to turn out exactly how you want it to. Like, I think this is a lot of literally people who just can't get on board with the other's expectations. Yeah, it's just awkward and uncomfortable. No one needs that. Yeah, it's too much. But do you see what I mean about how it's so obviously not the asshole that it feels almost like self-validation? Like, oh, tell me, come yeah. on, guys, tell me I'm right for doing this absolutely basic right thing to do. Absolutely. Am I the asshole for stopping a man attacking a woman? <laughs> Are you reading a second one? <laughs> no, I was just making one up. <laughs> but like, the, some half the am I the assholes I read are like that. And it's just like, oh, shut up. Yeah, they just want to be told up. that they're a hero. Yeah. Well, thank you everybody for joining us. Let us know if you think that he actually was the asshole somehow um, by emailing us at wearedoingfine at gmail.com. Yes, and tell your friends about the podcast because word of mouth is our best way of getting new listeners. And we love new listeners. Yes, we do. And once you've told your friends, tell strangers on the internet by rating, reviewing, and subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Or share it in your story on Instagram, because that's always fun as well. Yes, and join us for book club this month. Friend of the pod, Sarah, and I are reading Raiders of the Lost Heart by Joe Segura. Yes, I can't wait to listen to that episode. Yeah. Yeah, and edit it, but hey. <laughs> and as always, thank you to Amy Reader and Dave in the Shower for our best bop in the biz of a theme song. We appreciate it every single time I listen through. We love it. We love it. Anyway, that is it from us this week. So, until next Tuesday, keep, keep doing, doing fine. fine. Hey.